glad that Jesus loves me, aren't you? I mean that he loves you, not just that he loves me. <laughs> Take your Bibles and turn them to two passages this morning. I want you to go to, to Psalm 17 and Jeremiah chapter 9. Psalm 17, Jeremiah chapter 9. We're going to take a look this morning at the love that God has for us and a particular term that God uses to describe his character and his love. And this, uh, you know, if you, I, I, I learned something, uh, if you go into your electronic Bible, and you look at this as two words that'll say there are there, it's not anywhere in your Bible. You've got to combine the two words together in order to be able to find it in your Bible. It's a long word, it's but it's uh, it's it really describes the 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 attitude and the heart that God has toward us. Let's all stand together, if you would, please. And first of all, let's look at Psalm 17, and uh, we'll, we'll read that. You read along silently as I read aloud. Verse 7 says, show thy marvelous loving kindness. That's the word we're looking for, loving kindness. O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Now go with me over to Jeremiah 9. And in Jeremiah 9, look down with me in verse, verse 24. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, it's good to be gathered together this morning. Uh, we're, we're gathered together in heart. We're gathered together in spirit, even though we can't be gathered together physically at this time. And we, we thank you, Lord, for the technology that we have today that allows us to do this. I thank you, Lord, for faithful people. I know our numbers have been pretty consistent right straight across the board uh, when it comes to viewers. And uh, Lord, uh, that's because we've got faithful folks. And we, we just, we thank you for that. But more than that, we thank you that you are a faithful God and that you're a faithful God that's full of loving kindness. And as we take a look at that character trait that you have toward us, help us, Lord, just to appreciate the God whom we serve a little bit more. Help us, uh, God, to be motivated to serve you with all of our hearts. And we'll be careful to thank you and praise you for what you do this morning through this message. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen, amen and amen. You may be seated. This, uh, this passage, particularly, both of these passages, but particularly Jeremiah 9, 24, if you look with, uh, with me again at that passage, it says, but let him the glory of glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord, which exercise three things, loving uh, kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. I don't believe it's any accident that God put loving kindness first. It, it, because that's, I'm glad it's first. 
because the next two are, are, are judgment and righteousness. And I'm glad that the judgment and the righteousness is first, uh, you know, uh, uh, is, is given after the, the loving kindness is shown. Um, I really believe that when we understand more about the loving kindness of God, it'll cause us to be, as Christians, a whole lot more grateful and a whole, whole lot more thankful for not only who we are, saved, saved by grace, but who God is. Uh, and, and a grateful people are always uh, a better people, always. There was a study done years ago that uh, studied the characteristics of people that, were, that had a continual grateful attitude. It wasn't, wasn't, a, a, uh, it wasn't a, a biblical study. It wasn't a Christian study. It was a secular study. And these are the things that they found in the people that were constantly grateful. They found that they felt better about their lives. They were more optimistic. They were more energetic. They were more enthusiastic. They were more determined. They were more interested. They were more joyful. They, were, they exercised more. They had fewer illnesses. They got more sleep and were more likely to have helped other people, someone else. And uh, that, that all comes from gratefulness of, of, of just being a grateful person. Well, one of the things I believe that, that uh, understanding God's loving kindness will do for you is to, to make you grateful for the God whom you serve. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. When, when we understand God's loving kindness, we get, a, we get a glimpse of it. And any time we violate it, boy, I'll tell you, it'll, it'll smite you. It'll smite your conscience. And we just recently, in studying on Wednesday nights, looked at, uh, we're looking at the crucifixion. Uh, we're just about ready to look at the death of Christ on the cross on Wednesday nights in the book of John. One of the things that we that we uh, studied was when he was he was taken into Pilate's court, and uh, Peter was warming his hands by the fire with God's enemies, and he did not follow him in. He could have, but he did not. And I want you to look with me in in Luke chapter twenty-two and verses fifty-four down through 62 verse 54 then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house and peter followed afar off and when they had kindled the fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together peter sat down among them but a, a certain maid beheld him as she as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said this man was also with him and he denied him saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of one hour, after another confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately while he yet spake, the cock crew. And the Lord, that's Jesus, the Lord Jesus, the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. 
And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. You know one of the reasons why I believe he wept so bitterly? Because the one who was looking at him was full of loving kindness. For, I don't believe he looked at him with a scowl. I don't believe he looked at him with a frown. In fact, I'm not sure how he looked at him. I just think he just looked at him. And the Bible says we love him, meaning the Lord Jesus, because he first loved us. And one of the things that Peter got, if he didn't get anything else, he got this in the three and a half years he spent with, with the Lord, he, he understood that he was following the Lord Jesus and that the Lord Jesus loved him. He loved him. And, and, and when we sin against that loving kindness, it, it just it, it smites us in the heart. Psalm, Psalm 17, go back with me if you would to Psalm 17 and verse 7. Psalm 17, verse 7. We started with this. Psalm 17 and verse, verse 7 says, Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from, who, from, from those that rise up against them. Uh, when, I, when I first experienced God's loving kindness was the day that I trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. It was February 20th, 1969, and that's when I asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be my Savior, and I believed on him, and I asked him to forgive me all my sins and give me eternal life. The day that, the day that, that, that occurred was the first time that I really really experienced firsthand the loving kindness of God. Now, I, I will say this, that wasn't the first thought or feeling that went through my heart when I was being witnessed to. The first thing that went through my heart was fear. Because, and that's, that's a biblical thing, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I was told I was a sinner. I was told that I was on my way to hell. And, and again, not just by a preacher, but by the word of God. God told me those things. And so it started with fear. And then I learned about a Savior who came and, and gave everything he had for me. That he died for all of my sins. That he took the punishment. And what that is, when you get to that part of the plan of salvation... That's, that's speaking about the loving kindness of our God. And those two, those two things, fear and loving kindness and understanding, getting a hold of, being, not only being afraid of God, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but, but also getting a hold of the fact that he loves us. You know, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Loving kindness is, is defined as love which causes specific acts of kindness to be bestowed. Well, it was God's loving kindness that took him to the cross. 
It's God's loving kindness that caused him to be made a curse for us. It's God's loving kindness that caused him to become sin for us. It's God's loving kindness that caused him to willfully take the cup of the wrath of God and have it poured out upon him as he was on that cross because he was bearing your sins and bearing my sins. That's, that's a specific act of kindness that God showed toward us because uh, of the fact that he was, he, he, was, he was full of love for us. Um, it's God's constant, steadfast love that, that uh, regardless of circumstances, continued continues that's what that's what loving kindness is the loving kindness of god go with me to psalm 89 there'll be a lot in the book of psalms this morning psalm 89 and if you look at me in psalm 89 look in verses 30 through 34 psalm 89 30 through 34 verse 30 says if his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness, and that's God's loving kindness toward us, will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. What that tells me is, is that God's loving kindness is not dependent upon my actions. He loves me regardless. And again, he, he loved us first. We didn't first love God. God first loved us. And the Bible says that we love him because he first loved us. And what that, that tells me something about love. You know what that tells me? Because let's face it. God so loved the world. That's not just us that are saved. That's also those that have rejected Jesus Christ or have just, just from their standpoint, failed to yet receive him as Savior. By the way, if you've not received him yet, in reality, you have said no. You have rejected him. And until you trust him as Savior, you will be rejecting his loving kindness. But, but his loving kindness is there whether you accept it or whether you don't. Whether you respond favorably or whether you respond, respond unfavorably makes no difference. The loving kindness is there. God's loving kindness can't be stopped. And it's a, it's a blessing as, we, as you read through those uh, verses, verse, verse 30, if his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, yeah, will he visit their transgressions? He sure will. Will he chastise his people? Yes, he will. But it won't stop his loving kindness. <laughs> I'm glad for that. I really am. I'm thankful for that. That makes you realize just how deeply and just how strong God loves, God loves you and me. And, and you know what else it shows me? It shows me that, that uh, if, if I stop loving somebody else, it's not their fault. It's my fault. Because you can't stop love. You can reject it, but you can't stop it. If it's coming from another source, you can't stop it from coming. It's going to come 
whether you like it or not. And, and that, that's the case with God and us. He loves us regardless. Now, obviously, again, he's going to visit our transgressions. But, but what a blessing to know that even in the, in the middle of that, you know, the Bible says over in Hebrews chapter 12, he whom he loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. And again, in the middle of the chastening, the loving kindness of God is coming through. And you can't stop that loving kindness. But it's, it's, his loving kindness is something that we must purposefully observe. We need to see it. Uh, take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 107. 107. We'll look at several verses here. Psalm 107. Look with me down in verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. Look down at verse 15. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. By the way, who are those children of men? Just saved people? No. No, it's everybody. God is gracious to us. And God is kind to us. Uh, go with me to uh, verse 21. It says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. To the children of men. Now go with me down to verse, uh, let's see, go to verse 31. Oh, the men would praise the Lord for, for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turneth rivers into a wilderness and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into a standing water and dry ground into water springs. And there he maketh the hungry to dwell that they may prepare a city for habitation and sow the fields and plant vineyards which may yield fruits of increase. He blesseth them also so that they are multiplied greatly and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Again, they are diminished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He, he poureth contempt upon princes and causeth them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet, yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction and maketh him families like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice. And all iniquity Shall, will, shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. If, if, if you are willing to observe and see and find the ways that God has been gracious and the way that God, that God has been, been uh, good to you, you will be able to see his loving kindness, but his loving kindness must be purposefully observed. This is why it's essential to spend time in prayer, thanking God for what he's done for you on a daily basis, thanking God for his love, for his care, for his provision. Uh, you know, we, uh, we've, we've, we've made a lot of trips over the years. We just made a, a short one this week. Uh, it took us about about five and a half hours in travel time, both each each way, 
to go to Peabody. And um, uh, we, we always, before we take a trip like that, we always pray. We always, as husband and wife, we always ask God to, to uh, protect us and watch over us. You know, I, I look back at it. Uh, in fact, this last time when I was praying, I was thinking about, boy, how many times, God, have you answered this prayer over and over and over and over? And I mean, we've had some close calls on the highway. We've had some trucks pull out in front of us. We've had, uh, you know, some guys that uh, probably got their got their uh, license as Sears and Roebuck rather than the DMV. And, uh, you know, <laughs> just a, a real mess. And And yet God has protected us i i'm trying to think now uh as far as i can as far as i can recall uh, outside of just like being stopped at a stoplight and somebody rear-ending us uh we've never really had a, a serious accident that i can remember anyway on the highway and uh and if my wife can remember one just don't tell me let me stay blissfully ignorant okay <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but God has, has taken care of us, but we've got to look for it, and we've got to observe it. Uh, Jonah. When Jonah was told by God to go to Nineveh and to preach and to let Nineveh know that judgment from God was coming. Now understand what Nineveh was and, and who Jonah was. Jonah was a Jewish prophet. Nineveh was a Gentile city. Jews and the Gentiles didn't get along. And, and uh, the Bible says when he told him to do that, he ran. Now, if you look at that thing, just the, that, that first chapter of Jonah, you might say, well, he ran because he was afraid he was going to get hurt. He was afraid of the response. Uh, he was afraid that, uh, that uh, he's going to put his life in danger. Uh, you know, no, really, none of those things were the reason why, why Jonah didn't go preach. And it's revealed to us later on. When he did finally go, of course, he got swallowed by the whale. The whale puked him up on the, on the shore. Uh, he, uh, he ran. I, I've often thought, I heard a guy uh, describe one time what he thought Jonah looked like when he went in the whale's belly. And, and I never thought of this before. But in the whale's belly, you know, there's all kinds of acids. So he spent three days and three nights in whale stomach acid. You know what whale stomach acid will do to a person's skin? Now, Jews usually have olive-type skin. But I'll bet you when he got puked out onto that beach, I'll bet you he was as white as a ghost. I mean, he's, and can you imagine, and of course his hair wasn't exactly all combed and nice. And so here's this guy running through and, and, and declaring judgment on Nineveh, looking like a ghost has just popped out of a grave. And, you know, those folks saw that. They took it seriously, and the Bible says they repented. The whole city repented. In fact, even the animals were got in on the thing. And... Uh, uh, you know, it, it, the, the, whole, the whole city's heart turned, and because that happened, God spared his judgment. Now, now this is what Jonah said. And Jonah, you know, you would think that a guy seeing that kind of results would say, Woo! Glory to God, man! That's what a blessing! That's revival! But instead he got mad. And he got mad because he didn't really want Nineveh to be spared. 
He didn't want the, uh, the uh, uh, Gentiles to be spared the judgment of God. And Jonah said that in Jonah 4 too. He said, I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and great and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil. He said, I knew how much, how kind you were. Uh, why, why did he know about his kindness? Because he understood the loving kindness of God. He understood the loving kindness of God. What does an, what does an understanding and what does an observation of his loving kindness do for us? What should it do for us? Now, it did the wrong thing for, for Jonah because he responded wrongly. But the Bible gives us some, some clear, and there's just five things we're going to look at this morning, that, that if we will grab a hold of how much God loves us and how kind he's been to us, his loving kindness, it, it'll, it will literally change our attitude, change our lives, change some specific things in our lives. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm 26. Psalm 26. In Psalm 26, look with me, if you would, down in verse 3. Psalm 26, 3. says, For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. Understanding God's loving kindness will cause you to be obedient. Now, the truth of the matter is, it's always before our eyes. We just don't always see it. And it's important, and that's why I'm, I'm telling you this morning, we need to be observing and, and noticing his loving kindness in our lives. And, and I'm not talking about just in general in everybody's life. I'm talking about in your specific life. You need to be able to see God's hand. You need to be able to see God's love. You need to be able to see God's kindness in your life, it's always there. We just don't always see it. You say, well, why is, why is that so important? Over in the, the book of uh, Romans, it tells us that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. When we understand how good God's been to us, I, I believe just like Peter, when he looked and he saw the Lord after he just denied him three times, that smote his heart. That broke him up. Why? Well, because he knew that he was saying, I don't, even, I don't even know him. And then he looked at the one who's loved him all those years. And it just ripped him apart. And later, God used, because of that, I believe, and, and other circumstances in his life, uh, the, Peter turned around. He repented of all that stuff. He, he, uh, he was the one who preached at Pentecost. And, and 3,000 people trusted Christ as Savior that day. Uh, what, a, what a blessing. But uh, he could not run away from the loving kindness of God. The, se the second thing that, uh, uh, th that understanding his loving kindness does for us, go to, go to Psalm 36. Psalm 36. Psalm 36, look down in verse 7. Psalm 
Psalm 36, verse 7. It says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who, who uh, prospereth in his way, because of the, the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. When we, when we understand his loving kindness and how he, he takes care of us, uh, the Bible says that we'll, we'll trust in him, we'll rest in him. Uh, you have difficulty uh, trusting someone that you don't think has been kind to you. I believe that that's one of the things that prevents many people from ever getting saved, ever trusting Christ. Something has happened in their life, and they blame God for that thing. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this happen. Uh, when, when uh, like this pandemic, I know there are people out there that are right now saying, yeah, so what about a loving God, huh? Look how many people have died worldwide. He could have prevented it. Well, the Bible says that when sin entered into the world, so did death. And death by sin, and death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Uh, but they, 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 they quickly put the blame on God. If, if you fail to see God as kind and fail to see God as loving, you'll have a tough time trusting him as Savior. Uh, I, I know personally of somebody who uh, lost a loved one. Uh, lost a loved one just before a major event in his life. And because of that, I believe he got bitter. And he's, he, never really, he, ne he never really expressed all of this to me, but just in talking to him, I've known him, known him my whole life, uh, I, 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 could see that, I could see that bitterness. I could see it. And you, you just couldn't even get to first base with that individual about the gospel. And, and, and I, I've, I've, I've watched this over the years. People that doubt God's kindness, doubt God's love, won't trust him. Now, that's not only true for lost people. That's true for saved people. I've watched saved people who uh, think that God gave them a raw deal somewhere down the line. And we're going to talk a little bit about that kind of thing tonight about why some of those so-called raw deals come into our lives and, and really the, the wonderful results that can be on the other side of it. But, uh, but uh, uh, I've, I've watched saved people even uh, question the loving kindness of God. Listen, if you question the loving kindness of God, you will have a rough time trusting him. You'll have a rough time trusting him for your day-to-day -day provision. You'll have a rough time trusting him uh, when, when you read something in the Bible. You'll have a rough time uh, grabbing a hold of the promises. So, so when, when we see, the, when we see the, the, and, and observe the loving kindness of God, it causes us to obey. It causes us to trust. Another thing it causes us to do is pray. Go with me to Psalm 40. And look in verse 11. Psalm 40 and verse 11 says, Withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness 
and thy truth continually preserve me. And he's asking God for something there. He's praying. Verse, uh, chapter 51 and verse 1. Chapter 51. Verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. He's asking for mercy, and he's asking for forgiveness. He's spending time praying to God. Why? Because he understands that he serves a God who is full of kindness and love. He is full of loving kindness. Go to uh, chapter 69 and verse 16. Chapter 69, verse 16 says, Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Now, when we read all of these verses, and there's tons of them in the like that, in the in, particularly in the book of Psalms, every time you read those verses, they're not they're not uh, uh, given with, they're not, they're not, uh, those requests are not given with doubt. <laughs> those are given with an assured confidence. And because a, a, a person understands the loving kindness of God, they'll spend more time in prayer. Uh, and they'll sp spend time in prayer confidently. They'll understand and believe that they're going to receive of the petitions that they ask of him. Another thing that, that uh, understanding and observing his loving kindness in our life does for us, go to Psalm 40. Back up a little bit, Psalm 40. In Psalm 40, look down at verse 10. Psalm 40, verse 10. I've not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. In other words, what he's saying is, I've, spoke, I've spoken about, about you, Lord, and I've spoken about you publicly. I've praised you publicly. I've glorified you publicly. What's he doing? He's witnessing. He's witnessing. He's, he's telling other people about the God that he serves. Listen, if you understand, if you see, if you observe the loving kindness of God in your, in your life, and it's there, please look for it. It's there. Find it. Okay? It's there. If you see it, and you see it over and over and over again, what's it going to do? The Bible says, my eye affecteth my heart. You know, what you see in your life uh, uh, concerning his loving kindness will cause your mouth to get unhinged. You know, one of the reasons why I'm convinced sometimes why we, we don't witness the way that we do is because we don't spend time observing how much God loves us and how kind he's been to us. And he has been. Listen, he is, he is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our witness. You know, uh, sometimes we get more concerned about what other people will think than the fact that just by opening our mouths, we're, we're showing gratitude to our God for what he's done for us. And, and uh, uh, being able to observe his loving kindness in your life daily will prompt you to witness. You ever, you ever been in a situation 
where ah you were surrounded by by you know just in public. maybe you were in a store as far as you know, just about everybody probably is is unsaved. most of them would be anyway and you're in a store and you've been asking the lord to give you a deal on something and all of a sudden you your eye catches a shelf and you see the things marked down fifty percent without even thinking you say Wow, praise the Lord, that's what I've been asking him for. And then you realize what you just said out loud. <laughs> and, and you go, hmm, well, I don't care, praise the Lord. And, and all those people heard that. Why? Because you saw the loving kindness of God in a, in a simple thing like getting a deal on a product. But you attributed that to the kindness and the love of your Savior. It prompts us to be a witness. And then the last thing it does for us when we observe it, Psalm 63. Go over to Psalm 63 and look in verse 3. Psalm 63, verse 3. It says, Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. And it kind of goes hand in hand with what we just talked about, about witnessing. It, it motivates our praise. It motivates our praise. When, when we see over and over and over, you know, it was, it was such a blessing when we were in, when we were in Peabody that uh, 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 Pastor Jared was taking us through the various rooms of the house. And uh, their house is nice. And I mean, not only is their house nice, but it's furnished nicely. Now, that furnishing wasn't there when they got there. And they didn't have a whole lot of stuff when they when they went. Some of their stuff was, you know, wasn't all that great. And uh, when when they got there, they 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 found bargains. People gave them things. Uh, the Lord's and, and what he said to me was, "Dad, the Lord provided this." And we'd take another couple of steps, and he'd say, "Look, Dad, the Lord provided that." I says, "You know." I says, one of these days, I says, in the not too distant future, you and Kristen are going to be able to walk through that house and just say, now, God gave us this, and God gave us this, and God gave us that, and God gave us that. And he says, oh, Dad, we've already done that. <laughs> we've already done that. And, and you know what? He said that with a smile on his face. You know what I know about him right at this very moment? He appreciates he appreciates the loving kindness of God because he's seen it. He's seen it. Man, when you, again, it's there. The guy that just said amen is the guy that just was given a brand new baby daughter. <laughs> you know? And, 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 and he, you know, uh, if, you, if you don't see it, it's right there. It's in front. And listen, you might have trouble. You might have difficulty. Listen, right now there's a lot of people going through Lots of junk. I mean, really. There's there's people that are getting laid off from their jobs. There's businesses. I, I was just uh, I was just I read a statistic, read or heard a statistic that they're anticipating one out of every four restaurants across the board is not going to reopen. One out of every four. Um, that may even be a little low in some areas. It may be. A, a, you know, two out of every four in some areas. Uh, but uh, uh, so you might have some stuff going on, but can I tell you something? In spite of all that, there is some loving kindness from your God if you'll just open your eyes 
and see it. And if you do, it'll motivate you to obey God. It'll motivate you to trust God. It'll motivate you to pray. It'll motivate you to witness and to praise. And if you're not saved and you see that goodness of God, the Bible says the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. You're a sinner. Why in the world should God give his son for you? You're, you're, you're a wicked, the Bible says the heart, is, the, the, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know whose heart God's talking about? He's talking about yours. He says your heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. You know what God's response was to that? Yeah, I know, and I need to die for him so that he can have eternal life. You know what that is? That's loving kindness. That's loving kindness. You need to trust Christ as Savior. Got one verse, and I'm done. Go to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verse 4. Psalm 103, verse 4. Psalm 103, verse 4 says, Who forgiveth all mine iniquities, who healeth all my diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and mercy and tender mercies, who, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so thy youth is renewed like the eagles. You know who he's talking about? He's talking about your God. He's talking about the God of the universe. Uh, it redeemed my life from destruction. Because of God's loving kindness, I and because of his loving kindness, because of his love, because of his mercy, I'm not headed for hell. I'm not headed for destruction. There may be some, some things that will befall me in this life, but I've got something to look forward to. You know why? Because I got a God who's full, absolutely full of loving kindness. Let's all stand together. Let's stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Father, we pray that you would bless this invitation. And uh, Lord, I'm looking forward to the, the day soon when uh, I can ask you to bless the invitation and watch some people walk down the aisle and avail themselves of an old-fashioned altar. We've seen one or two trickle uh, while we've been here, but Lord, uh, it'll be good to have people back. But God, right where they're at, they can fall down on their knees and they can spend some time with you. Maybe, Lord, maybe we just need to today because we're so inundated with so much negative information. I, you can't turn on the radio, you can't turn on the TV, you can't open a newspaper, you can't even talk to somebody on the street without something negative coming out of people's mouths. And I understand that. We're in a tough time right now. I really do understand it. But what that has a tendency to do is to rob us from the observation and the eyesight that we so desperately need of seeing your loving kindness. It is all around us. We just need to acknowledge it. God, I pray that you, that you would work in hearts 
And during this invitation, maybe, maybe, maybe somebody just needs to drop their knees right now and just say, Lord, just thank you for loving me. Thank you for your kindness. I don't deserve a lick of it. That's really true of all of us. And I pray, God, that you would have your will and your way in our hearts this morning. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Remain, if you would, with your hands.